Hello there. Thank you for joining us again on The Basic and The Brain. For those of you who may have missed us the last few weeks, we're Alina and Maddie, aka The Basic and The Brain, and we're here to bring Botox and Bravo to the fucking table for your next dinner party. Yeah, I mean, think of it as us bringing basic bitch topics into the intellectual sphere. So grab yourself a glass of wine, or White Claw, or whatever hard seltzer, alcoholic drink of preference, (laughs) and join us for this week's episode. all have been waiting for our Hagen. What is happening with me today? (laughs) Our Harry and Megan docuseries review part one. Um, I'm actually looking forward to today. Hopefully our friendship is still intact after um, today's conversation. I don't really know. We'll see. Uh, Are you excited? Yeah, I'm really excited. I am interested to see how this week's conversation differs from next week's conversation because it seems like based on the trailer for the final three episodes it's going to take a turn but who knows right we thought that the kardashians were going to show us a lot of shit we know that they pull us in and then they they uh drag us change shit up on us so um yeah no I'm, i'm excited uh, do you want to give a quick uh, uh, it's like recap of the first three episodes yes. of what's happened for those who maybe haven't had a chance to watch oh, it? My God, yes. I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> um, so for those who may not be aware, the long-awaited Harry and Meghan docuseries has been officially released on Netflix. And note that it's only part one that's been released, which was about three episodes. Uh, part two supposedly will be, well, not supposedly, it's definitively being released on December 15th. 15th, which is Thursday, which is tomorrow. Um, the show has racked up more viewing time on the streaming service than any other documentary during its first week of launch. I just want to put that out there. Like, this is very, very successful because I know one of the comments that Alina has made on this fucking podcast is that what is Netflix paying them for? They have this multi million dollar fucking deal, they haven't produced multi-million. anything. Multi million. It's a hundred million dollars. Oh, hundred million dollars deal. But look, lo and behold, they just produced the basically biggest documentary to launch on their platform so far. Uh, the first three episodes recorded 81.55 million viewing hours after its debut last Thursday. Netflix said in a statement and apparently more than 28 million households watched at least part of the series. Which, well, sorry. At least part of the series. I would love oh to know at God. what point are people dropping off. And I didn't drop off because I couldn't drop off. But I know a lot of people that started and then were bored. But I also know a lot of people that had a great fucking time it. watching them. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I'd love to know what metric they use to to include in sort of the successful launch category. But uh, mm-hmm. going back to it, uh, the documentary itself walks us through how Harry and Meghan met, how they kept their relationship under the radar, Harry's experience growing up. They had a lot of like old footage of Princess Diana, um, which a lot of people had some issues with, but we'll get into that later. Uh, They had sort of Meghan's experience growing up. They had sort of the complexities of the official launch of their relationship to the public. Uh, They included, you know, what happened with the British media, as well as some of the initial drama that happened with her family. Uh, in particular, her father and sister-in-law. Now, we have yet to address any of the real drama, 
from within the royal family. We haven't gotten a deep dive yet into mm-hmm. basically, you know, what's been going on with the actual cracks within the institution itself. Uh, and, you know, I... I'm going to say one little thing. A lot of people did say it was boring, but uh, before we get into, you know, really deep diving into the content, I just wanted to share a few things that absolutely fucking sent me during the docuseries. And I have a list, so I'm just going to quickly go through (laughs) them and then we can jump into today because I just need to get this off my chest real quick. Number one, when she said, do you remember that old movie, The Princess Diaries? The fuck? Excuse me? Did she just say old movie? I I lost it. That's number one. Number two, the Blackmore brooch story. Like, once again, they made it into this huge thing. But in my mind, it's like, what did you expect from a family that, like, has a history of having profited off of slaves? (laughs) Like, historically, from a relevance standpoint, but also, like has a history of colonization too. Like I, I'm surprised that she was shocked by any of this and that it yeah. still held a place in the documentary. That's number two. Number three, the, I didn't Google him line, but I did. I mean, you know how I feel Instagram. about that. <laughs> hold on. Hold, how can you as a woman say that you didn't Google him knowing damn well that every human being on the face of this fucking planet, primarily women, because I'm speaking of experience of my girlfriends, like, like when we've all done like CIA, FBI level research and investigation into basically anyone that comes into contact with us that like in a romantic relationship capacity, like lies, absolutely. Well, well, she didn't have to. She didn't have to Google him because she knew exactly who he was. And for her to say that she didn't know who the Royal family was, there is a photo of her in like high school where she is standing outside Buckingham palace. That's all I'm going to say. Like, yeah, it's a technical. I think it's technicality. I didn't Google him because I didn't have to. No, you don't have to Google Google. Prince Harry. I don't think, no, I don't think so. You'll have to remember Maddie. She's like, she's, you know, 10 years older than us, more than 10 years older than you. So like she grew up with them. And do you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like for us, fair enough, fair enough. No, no, she did not have to Google him because that's why she didn't Google him. But we'll come back to that later. We'll come back to that. And then my last thing about this fucking docuseries was um, wearing the matching penguin onesies at their secret engagement party with friends because penguins mate for life. Like, you know me, I'm like secretly a hopeless romantic, but this was absolutely vomit inducing. <laughs> I and you know, I like Harry and Megan too. And so for me to just sit there being like, this gives me the ick, like this feels like y'all are trying too hard right now. <laughs> they are the corniest, corniest couple I think I've ever seen in my entire life. And I'm like, so over it. Yeah, that I was, was like, so, that was, I, I can't, I was like, you gotta go. I was like, you're, you're so boring. Okay. Anyway. I'm with you on all of those. Let's yeah. let's get into it because okay. I feel like there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to digest here. So I think the fir- first things first, I think we need to do initial thoughts. Like what did you think after watching the okay. first three episodes? I mean, you know, I was literally just like texting you nonstop after yes. every five seconds um, mm-hmm. during the first, second, and third episodes. Uh, the, the thing that I the overarching theme for me is just, it is a fucking love letter to herself. 
that's all it is. Like, yeah, sure. He's in there. They talk about his childhood, blah, 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 to get some context. But the way that they bring in all of her friends and even his friends that come on to talk about whatever it is that they were, you know, talking about. Did you not notice how every single comment was Meg is just the best. Meg is so kind. Meg is so brilliant. I mean, Meg is so this. Oh, vomit. Oh my God. If you brought me on while to do like a little interview for a documentary you were doing or like producing about your life with your significant other, I wouldn't have the audacity to say any bad fucking thing. <laughs> like these are her friends. Of course no, they're going to say good things. But I'm also, not suggesting that they should. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Hold on. My biggest thing about this whole thing is that, okay, A, I was bored. Like I thought there was going to be more fuel to the flames here. I felt like they spent way yeah. too much talking about their relationship um, or like the beginning. Like I felt. And the relationship is all... boring. There's nothing interesting about their relationship. I felt like the entire time, the purpose of this documentary or docu-series, if you want to call it that, was really just a public relations film. Like this is purely PR to address the ways that the media and society has been critical of Megan. And I felt it was to a degree, Harry trying to be protective of her and being like, Oh, here are all of the ways that society is wrong about her and like what she's really about. Um, So I felt like it defeated the purpose of what it was trying to do. I felt like it was trying to make them more human. And in actuality, I felt like it did more damage than good. I think it just, I think it confirmed to a lot of people that how they already felt like they just feel validated in feeling like that about her and him. So yes, I, I'm agreeing with you. I think I'm just saying it in a different way. I don't think it's necessarily changed. I don't think it's like flipped anyone's opinions of them on their on its head. I think that people yeah. are now like, oh yeah, they do suck. That's why I didn't like them. So no. I, I think it's just validated what people already felt. No, I feel like it 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 went one of two ways. If you were a Harry and Meghan fan, you probably were like, oh, this is annoying because it's not like the honest picture that we wanted or like authentic genuine experience because it seems very like a crafted narrative to address the ways that that you you know the media and society has been critical of them and then I feel like for the other part of the spectrum for the people who hated Harry and Meghan for them this is really validating as to why they don't like them so yes but I also know a lot of people that were like I love them so much and I don't care what anyone says and blah 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 and I still love them and they're so cute so I think that I, I, I think that I know I found people to kind of stay on there. I either like them or I don't yeah. sides of the fence. Like it didn't flip anybody's opinions. About it them, definitely didn't. I think it solidified the argument for both sides, but in different ways. Yeah. That's exactly what I said. Yeah. 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 hundred yeah. percent. I said it validated how people felt about them. Either you like them and you like continue them. to like them exactly. or you hated them and you continue to hate them. Um, yeah. I mean, it was, it was so, but that's what I mean when I say, like, I'm not suggesting that her friends come on and say, oh yeah, she kind of sucks a little bit, but it was just like, it wasn't even a focus on, I don't know, just give me something of substance. It was literally just a love letter to Megan and not even Harry. Like even his friends were talking about her, which proves your point in that it was all the, I think the intent was always to address public perception of Megan less 
Harry. It was more Harry defending Megan, but it was always to like fix her image. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a hundred percent. I am a firm believer that this was very much a crafted narrative to yes. put them in the best light possible. Um, and I, some of the parts really made me feel icky. So I, I, I like that we're both on the same page that clearly this was like a, a PR film, like 100% PR mm-hmm. film. Um, you know, and I kind of actually think it would be good for us to kind of run through some of like the little drop in comments that maybe some people may not have noticed, but I definitely fucking noticed. And I'm sure you noticed too, um, that we're like throughout the show that basically kind of proved the point that this was very carefully done to address certain things. Um, and I'd like mm-hmm. to hear your thoughts on them too. So the first one was, um, I have my notes here, the mention of how they met, right? Of like, oh, he like saw me on Instagram and then he reached out over like Instagram to my friend and then he emailed me. And I was like, this is so cringe. Why is there being such an emphasis and focus on this? And I realized, oh, it's because people were highly criticizing Megan at the beginning of all of this, thinking that she was like some gold digging print snatcher um, or what have you, uh, basically digging her claws in and not letting Harry go. And I was like, I mean, that seems like such a silly thing to want to rectify in your own docu-series, right? But I, I don't know. What, what were your thoughts on that? I don't really have that many thoughts on it. I think like she always said that we were introduced by a friend. So I think if anything, they thought that this was them just trying to quote unquote, pull the curtain back and show us what really happened. It was actually via Instagram kind of sort of via their mutual friend. So I think that that's them trying to say like, look, we're telling you the truth about how we met or like we're giving you a glimpse into our lives. Like it's the same shit. Like, them with all this, like, again, they got paid a hundred million dollars to stitch yeah. together a bunch of fucking iPhone videos. <laughs> like, well, come on guys, let's be real. So I, yeah, I, that's what I think it was. I think because who cares? I don't yeah. give a shit yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Um, I think, I think if anything, the whole this was such a, you know, miserable experience. I felt unsafe. I went to the Toronto police, blah, 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 all these things. Um, you know, most women would have left him, but I didn't, I feel like if anything, it's like, Oh, that does look like you're like, I'm not letting go. I'm not letting go. Whether or not you love the guy or not, people are going to interpret that how they are. Um, I do want to, hold on. Sorry. I forgot to preface this whole conversation with, I loved Megan and Harry when they first got together. Oh, interesting. I actually did not know that. I loved them. I was obsessed with her. I think she's a really intelligent woman. I think, you know, all whatever, all the above. I just think that as things, you know, kind of continued and and progressed in their relationship, I, I feel like the whole stepping away and letting him walk away from his family. That was when I was like, Oh no, no. Like this guy is fucked up. He's fucked up. And I think we know that we've known that, but we really know that now. And it's like, I'm not saying that she should have sacrificed herself or whatever, but I am saying that I think, you know, that was, and now trying to fucking drag the family and therefore causing you and more I rifts is a problem. 
you and I disagree on this. And I think this is where a lot of the hatred for Megan comes from, from a lot of people, is that a lot of people assume that, make the assumption um, that she is the reason why he left the family instead of looking at potentially toxic familial patterns um, and someone wanting to break free of that and being like, I don't fit this system anymore. You know, somebody brought up a really interesting point um, and I was watching this on TikTok that... um, Of course. Harry, Prince Harry said during the interview, and it was like a throwaway comment, he was like, I was left alone to grieve my mother's death, which is kind of true because if you think about it, after Princess Diana's death, Prince William, he was immediately kind of put back into the throes of things because he's the one who's being primed to be king. Harry's the throwaway son. So whatever he psychologically experienced in that family, worlds apart from what his brother experienced. Now, if Prince William were to do this or Kate were to do this to Prince William, I think that's another story. Prince Harry was always the throwaway prince. Like, and I believe firmly that the family sees him that way. And so it's my humble opinion that like as much as people hate him or hate the fact that they decided to step away from the royal family, I actually think it was probably the healthiest thing for him because he probably hasn't been psychologically safe within that group. Sure. Okay. Sure. And I'm not necessarily saying that they're, that his family treated him right or again, not saying they treated her right or any of the above. What I'm saying is that I don't necessarily think that running away from it and then continuing to like kind of drive the wedge in, and I'm not saying this is just her, by mm-hmm. the way, continuing mm-hmm. to drive the wedge between you and the people that hurt you. Yeah. Go to like, that is not necessarily going to help you either. Right. Yeah. We all go to therapy. We all know running away from the problem, maybe not the best coping mechanism, and I just feel like I, I just don't think that that was necessarily the well, only solution. Can I, can I say another thing? You know, his father cut him off and I'm sure he's cut off, you know, from whatever. And so his only way was to like sign all of these agreements and like, oh, okay. I'm sure initially Get it was probably out of out pettiness. Of I'm sure no initially way. it was out of pettiness oh, to my be God. like, Maddie. Maddie, we hate the media. We hate the media. They're ruining our lives. They're chasing us. We well, feel unsafe. Let me go become the media. Let me go take well, this is their way of, of controlling Ugh. the narrative and okay. being able to step into it. And once again, conveniently, she's going. No, I'm saying conveniently. She made a comment that was like, oh, yeah, my husband's never been in this industry. He's never been on this side of the camera. He doesn't understand it. And it's just like, it's no, it was too convenient. I'm sorry. No, we're we're giving them a little too much credit. I'm not saying that, that again, that everything is like copacetic in the royal family. I'm not saying that by any means. But I am just saying that everybody fucking giving them a pass for, again, walking away from the problem maybe wasn't. Maybe that was helpful in the moment. I don't think that's going to fucking solve his but problems down, down the road. Psychologically, you have to cut cut certain lines. Yeah, but cut it and then continuing to like fucking d- dig at them is not going to help anyone. Anyway, but did I think she we need to really dig at them? No, no, no. But did she really dig at them in the documentary? Um. Well, no, because she made him do it. That the whole um, uh, what what was the comment that. Oh, how it was so scripted. 
um, oh, what's a royal expert versus a correspondent? And she was like, I don't know. You'll have to ask my husband about that. And then like they cut to him and then he kind of explains the difference, like what, what a, talked a, about. a royal expert is. Yeah, we've talked about right. royal correspondence, though, before, like how the actual royal family has an agreement with the press. No, um, they have a rota. I, yeah, I know, but the, the but that's not that's not my point. My point is that she fucking knows exactly what that is, but she yeah. wants him to be the one to explain it. She wants him like, to be the one. But that wasn't shitting on the royal family. That's just literally I didn't say they were shitting on the royal family. Okay, no, but that's I didn't the point that I'm trying family. to say is like, they send this agreement, they're doing this docuseries, and you're saying that like, okay, well, they split, and now they keep opening this up and digging at the family, but it's like, well, they haven't really dug at the family. In these three episodes, no, you said I think she that's why was, didn't. You said I think she they didn't. Both so, did it. I don't think. I don't really think Harry did either. I think Harry was just speaking his experience. He never disrespected his grandma. He didn't disrespect his father. He didn't no. disrespect his brother. He was just talking about his experience, and he was talking about the relationship with the British media. Now the British media is taking I, advantage of them. That was it. He didn't yes. say any bad thing though about the institution. Okay, I digress. Point is, is that she doesn't want to be the one. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. Don't you dare. Um, no, my point is that she's trying to keep her hands as clean as possible, but she is oh, 100%. I planning to do some d- damaging shit. I agree. Uh, with based you on the trailer, it's going to be damaging. Stepping away. She has stepped away from being that person and oh probably intentionally, 100% intentionally so that she's not the one saying these whatever damaging shit in order not to upset people and be the bad person. Um, And I think that, you know, once again, that is 100% because Megan constantly gets shit on, as we both know and have seen. And I think it is very strategic to have Harry be the scapegoat. (laughs) Like, let's be honest. If you want to think about this from a smart perspective, yeah, let Harry be the one to take some shit. Yeah, I'm not saying she's not smart. I'm saying she's manipulative to a degree. But, like, is it manipulative if, like, they both agreed to it? I mean, I don't know. We don't know the nature of the conversation. But anyway, what are, what yeah. are the other throwaway comments? Okay. So the one that really like irked me was that stupid video that they pulled up of her where she was asked, like, who do you think is like cute or whatever? Oh, Prince God. William or Prince Harry? Um, and then like basically Harry said like, oh, if anything, like this video proves that you knew nothing about my family. I was just like, I roll so hard and she was like oh I don't remember this video at all and I was like girl 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 I know it's like I yeah <laughs> I no, just couldn't yeah. believe what I was seeing <laughs> see but that's the shit I'm talking about I don't know how people don't like she's lying. I don't know if there's just something about her that I think seems really fucking slimy. Like, okay. Even prior to meeting him and all this shit, when you yeah. watch videos her, of her speaking, she strikes me as like a politician. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. In that like slimy, I'm so polished. Like again, and I think, I think she's very smart. I think she's yeah. capable, but I just think that she's almost like using that and not necessarily in a, in a, good intentioned way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's another example, like just fucking admit it. I think I that think- that, like, I feel like that would make it so much better. She would just say like, yeah, of course I knew who Prince Harry was. Did I ever think I'd marry him? No. Do I feel yeah. lucky? Yeah. Like just yeah. stop that shit. I, and I, that's the stuff that bothers me. I feel like she's so point, fucking yes. fake. 
Yeah. So I, I, this is what I mean by I actually didn't like the way that the direction this docuseries went in because I felt like this was a missed opportunity for her to be real with all yeah. of us. You know what I mean? So like, fucking fake. But, like, but, but, but why, why doesn't anyone like want to say like maybe she's actually just a fucking fake person? Well, why is she fake? Though, because I don't know, for me, I kind of see a little bit of myself in her mannerisms and like the polished exterior, the way that she comes out. And particularly, as you know, for me, that is a trauma response of like trying to keep up walls and trying to be a certain way because certain people have used and abused that like authenticity or that like, you know, that, that part of you, that honest part of you. Right. So I... I can understand why she continues to do it. But the problem is, is like you are now creating content that is supposed to showcase you in the best light possible. And like, we don't want the fake stuff. We want you as a human fucking being, just be real with us. Okay. But Maddie, my point is like, even prior to the media and all the trauma that, that came from that, she was always like this. That's, that's the point I'm I'm saying that it was due to the Royal the, the, the media stuff. Yeah. I actually think that this predates all of that. I think that this is like a personal thing for her from when she what was What do you mean? What do you mean? that Like the, half the fucking documentary is about how her life with her mother was fine. She, she was a daddy's girl. She was top of her class, blah, blah, blah. Like, okay. So she wasn't pretty. Once for, again, like, this is the fucking framework that she's feeding you the narrative. This is part of the polishing. Right. But once again, you could flip it and be like, she's a daughter of divorce. She probably, because she was smart, she was maybe like ostracized by people. She was this, she was, a, there's lots of ways that you could spin this. Right. Uh, like once again, she gave you a very quaffed narrative. Of like, see, but uh, it's fine. I disagree with that because I think that if she wanted empathy from people, I think she could have gotten it by talking about that shit. I don't think but anybody I just believes don't think she's in this. Exercise that muscle, though. I don't think she don't knows know. how to. I think maybe she's been her entire life like I have to be perfect. As someone who was a former no. like perfectionist in school, okay. A plus student, like. You had to show up a certain fucking way. And some people I, don't outgrow that. So I'm going to say something. Ooh. You might literally fucking stop this podcast. Ooh. I think you're projecting a little bit. Could be. But I also um, just think that like there's a... I feel like she is being unfairly hated upon by loads of people. There's a part of me that, yes, I can be able to look at this documentary and be like, yeah, you're so fake in these moments. And yes, you're doing this to have like a very carefully catered narrative that's being fed down people's throats and you want people to believe a certain image of you. But like, that's not realistic. Um, But I also think like some of the shit that I'm seeing online, like how people are ripping fucking into her. I'm just like, that's kind of unfair a little bit. Like, I don't know. But you and I also have very different opinions about all of this. So I just think at the end of the day, married a fucking prince. And I th- here's the thing. The fact that she pretends like she didn't know anything. Like, I know you have to curtsy to the queen. I know that. I've never met the queen. I've never had to fucking curtsy to somebody in my life. And I know that. 
Like yeah. the way she's like, uh, there's no one. That was the comment of the princess stars. Oh, there's no one that comes and teaches you how to curtsy and how to cross your legs and how to do all these things. And I just <laughs> had to figure it out and blah, blah, blah. Well, first of all, that's on your fucking boyfriend for not telling you before you're five yeah. minutes away from meeting the queen. That's number one. And number two, like, I just don't like the whole, like she plays fucking dumb. It's like, mm-hmm. Oh, I am so innocent. And I, you know, it wasn't me. It was so, like, that's what annoys me. It's like, you're so like, you're yeah. so fucking annoying and you're so phony. Like just exactly be real. And I think that I don't, I, I think that I don't think she can be real. And that's why I don't like her. And that's why I don't respect her. I think she's smart. I think she's beautiful. I think she is. I, I think she's, I think she's a lot of things. Mm-hmm. My problem is that to your point, you were given a fucking opportunity to show the world, Hey, I'm cool. I'm likable. I'm relatable. I'm not a fucking asshole. And what do you do? You don't do any of the above. And again, based on what we're seeing, and and even if it doesn't happen, right, because we know that trailers can be deceiving. Even if it doesn't happen, Mm -hmm. we have like, we know that the way, the way the trailers were cut, we're done in a way to incite some kind of it to stir up drama and all that shit. Oh, 100%. And here, listen, listen, listen. I'm not done. Listen, Linda. One other thing I want to say is like, again, if you're going to fucking do that, don't bite the damn hand that feeds you. Drop the Duchess title. Stop using that. Stop using it. You don't want to be royal. You don't want to be associated with this family that's racist, that whatever. Stop fucking using the title that they gave you. Stop using the money. All the above. That, well, I don't think that, they are using my their money anymore. They're not using their money anymore. He said, whatever. Cut them off. So, okay, whatever. <laughs> but, like, but regardless, she's not. Okay. But I do agree with you. I do agree with okay. you. I think 40 that the Duchess title. Million pound, 40 million pounds on the wedding that you had. Return it. You have it. You just signed. Hundred yeah, million but they still got married and deal. like the press still got okay. all of that. And okay. basically the UK got a lot of tourism dollars from that. So I don't think it's something that should be returned. Okay. Whatever. But you know, what still I'm saying, right again. like if that were the Bye. case, then like basically Bye. everyone would have to retroactively pay for it. Yeah. It's not some sure. logic. Though. Whatever. You're getting too impassioned here. <laughs> no, I'm not. Okay. Going back to the whole Duchess title, drop it. You hate them so much. Drop the title. Don't, don't fucking sign your them, book says, but I will agree with you. I will agree with you. I do think she should drop it. I think that they should just do a complete split from the family. Exactly. And I would respect you so much more if you do that. Okay. Moving right along. We can agree on that. What else? Um, I will say one of the things I was like, it was kind of jarring to me, the whole weird focus on her intelligence throughout the fucking three episodes. Like, how many times can you frame, she's so smart, she's intelligent, Megan is the brains behind the operation, whatever it is, what other comments that came up, I was just, why does this need to be a big focal point in this docuseries? What are your thoughts on that? Because I, I was irked by it. I was like, oh, why do we need to know this? If anything, it actually makes me more so lean towards the angle of like, you're a sociopathic mastermind. You know? Yeah, that's I said that earlier. Yeah. That's what I meant when I said the friends the friends came on and were like it's to the point where it felt it feels like almost forced. Like you don't need Mm -hmm. the same sound bite from every single person. Yeah. 
Also found it so weird. Serena Williams was in this docuseries. I was like, what? Uh, well, they're friends, right? I, th- I think Serena uh, yeah, Williams like, drew her friends. baby shower or bridal yeah, shower. They, See, I liked her at one point. I know that. Um, it was just so funny. It was just so funny. I was like, that just came out of the blue for me though. I was like, next thing I know, I see Serena Williams on my screen. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, I know it. It like, yeah, the whole, that's what I mean when I say it's a love letter to Megan. Yeah. And I think instead of coming across as Megan's great, it's coming across as she is out of touch, robotic, manipulative. Like I said, failed opportunity to do better with the docuseries. I agree. Whoever their PR person is, they're not doing a very good job, if I'm being honest. Horrible. (laughs) Horrible. But Um, that's true for like the whole royal family, if you ask me. Oh. Except except Will Will and Kate, they released their holiday card today. And it was just like a casual photo of them and their family all in jeans walking in like a park or something. And I'm like, yo, they're doing it. They're, They're trying to become more relatable. They're, I'm saying their press secretary is doing a much better job than, you know, because let's be real, That's they don't fucking wear, they don't wear jeans, <laughs> but they were like, let's wear jeans for this. So people think that we're like the modern era of the royal family, but okay. <laughs> the modern era. <laughs> um, okay. So the last, well, one of the last things is the, the bow, the little curtsy, whatever you want to call it. I know everyone and their mothers fucking lost it. And I know a lot of people on social media took that snippet out of context and decided to write whole fucking narratives about it. Um, but what were your thoughts having watched the docuseries from start to finish, knowing the context of the whole curtsy thing that she did? Um, what were your thoughts? Wait, what, what, what are you talking about in the, so basically when she was talking about the, so for also for our listeners for context, during the docuseries, she talks about how she's meeting the queen for the first time. And she's talking about how she feels so awkward because she's never like curtsied or bowed in front of anyone oh. ever. And she's just like, it, do, is this what I do? And then she basically bowed super low and then got back up and just had this awkward look on her face of like, is this okay? Nice to meet you. Um, and Harry looked mortified, I think, by that. But I thought it was yeah. innocent enough. I think it was more self-deprecating humor, but I'm sure you probably have a different perspective on this. No, I just think, again, it's this, I'm so innocent and I didn't know anything about the royal family. Like, yeah. that's what annoys me about it. Like, People thought and, it was and, disrespectful uh, of her to do that. I didn't think so. No, but I don't think that's disrespectful. I think that's her being like, I didn't know how to bow, so I looked really stupid. Yeah. Um, see? Yeah. See? See? We could have I had her be... just say that. She could have just said that, and then we would have been yeah. beautiful. She, but, see, her team needs to hire us so we can tell her exactly uh, what to say to be fucking relatable. That's, God. And she just no. needs, like, a couple millennials, and, like, she's good on her team. Yeah, I just think, I think, maybe she needs to, like, on the spectrum or something, because she's so awkward. Yeah. I could see But it. anyway, no. I think, um, no, I don't actually, maybe I don't know, but yeah, no, I think, um, I think that she just looked like a little bit, a little bit ridiculous. And I think, I, I think people are probably really offended, right? British people are super, super proud of, of the Royal family and like tradition. They're very like old school in that sense, at least a lot of the ones that I know. And so I feel like she was kind of like, mocking 
the institution and those traditions like curtsying, like, uh, you know, some, I don't, I don't remember all the specific comments that she made, but she made like little comments and the way she would say it and like chuckle after is like, like who would know about that? I think that's probably how people interpreted that. I don't think that's how she meant it. I think she meant it to your point, self-deprecating, but I just feel like she needs to just be more aware like that. You could have done away with all that shit and you could have like made the point you were trying to make a lot easier, but yeah, I'm trying to think of some of the other comments just, you know, about like, again, you know, like, there was nobody, the princess diaries, that's not real. And I YouTubed how to curtsy and, and bow and blah, blah, like that kind of shit. It's like, you just sound ignorant. Right. But, but especially like you're, you're, you're dating, you are dating someone who at the time was like fourth in line or third in line to the fucking British throne. Just well, don't be, don't be such a fucking, line. no, now because he's not. I think Prince, at the time he was. No, because Prince William had already had a son at that point. Okay, fine. Fourth, whatever. <laughs> point is like, the, the fact of the matter is, is like you are, you are marrying Lord, like you're dating yeah. a prince, like a prince and not yeah. like Princess Beatrice. You know what I'm saying? You're dating someone who, if shit went differently, could theoretically have been on the throne at some point. Like, educate yourself a little bit and as an american people love like british people love to talk about how fucking stupid we are stop making yeah. us look stupid like do us all a solid but i also that's think how i feel about that part of the point is is that like the monarchy is ancient too traditional i get it but that's not for you society. or i or her to say no but it kind of is like why can't we be critical of the throne also, why does the throne fucking exist? That kind of goes back to my whole point, like talking about princes and kings. It's like we're in 2022 going on to 2023 in a couple of weeks. Like, why do we still have monarchs? Why do they need to exist? They have no power. They're only well, civil servants to a degree. Like what 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 do they actually what value do they actually bring to society? They don't bring anything. Well, if anything, well, they're still perpetuating the belief that there is a family that should still be held in higher regard than the rest of the world. Fuck that. Okay. Well, then we can go down the whole like idea of all of these like structured, you know, systems and what the fuck are <laughs> half the people in our government doing? You know what I mean? Anyway, hundred oh, um, percent. I'm willing not, to be not, critical of that too. <laughs> no, not for today, but no, but, but on that note, I actually did. I don't remember where I heard it or who said it. It was like a, again, like a throwaway comment, but it really resonated with me. It's like the British people have like Buckingham palace and then the royal family and like they don't have food people don't go there for food it's tourism too yeah yeah i can so understand they that, do but... add value to to the to great britain in that respect because they have not like i'm so sorry british people i love you you're you know i, I love you all love your accents but jesus christ like your food is trash your weather is horrible you know, like, I think that there's other things that are of value within the country. And I say this as someone who oh. spent a good amount of time there when I was, you know, studying abroad, but like, yes, but I get what you're saying in the sense that the monarch or having a royal family does bring a percentage of tourism dollars. Now, the other yes. point of that argument is like, well, realistically, people only go up to Buckingham Palace because in what other function would you be able to actually meet or see a royal family? 
because there are no exactly. like actual event. Like, like it's just, so really the well, only tourism dollars that are being brought are the, the structures, like the actual architectural pieces, because I think of places like Spain and I think of places like France that don't have monarchs and they still have a shit ton of tourism dollars. And it's because of like the architecture and the history, for example, like Paris has shit weather still one of the most visited places in the world. Yeah, and but I think they have London food, has a lot of value wine. too. I mean, I've, that's I'm a not fair shitting point, on but. it. I'm not shitting on it. I'm just saying you were saying like literally what value do they add? And I think, you know, people go to like exhibits, the, uh, you know, I yeah. wanted to go and see their wedding outfits or like the the crown jewels, all that shit. Um, even their their funerals, right? That's yeah. tourism dollars That's and, and whatnot. True. Um That's true. but okay, moving on. We gotta move on. I, I, I don't think it was disrespectful. I think it just made her look ignorant. And again, yeah. she's she's like she's really driving home that stupid narrative of I didn't know anything about the royals, and it's like we know you knew, so stop, just come on, yeah. just I mean, considering how everyone keeps saying how intelligent you are, like homegirl, like we can't be hypocritical in this way. You can't have your cake and eat it too. Exactly. So the next piece, I think we'll only take a portion of this argument. We won't go down the rabbit hole on this one, but um, a big part of the first part of this docuseries was really around race. I think as Mm -hmm. a, as a big primary topic. Um, and I'll be honest, like a little bit was uncomfortable for me as someone who's Afro Arab and has constantly been in between of two cultures. Um, and what I thought was fascinating to me was when she was in the car and she was said like, she was never treated like a black woman until she joined the Royal family. Mm -hmm. And I was like, huh. And, and in my head, you know, I've I've had. I'm going to speak about personal experience first because I feel like it's the necessary context before we go into this next section because I don't want anything to be misinterpreted. Um, as someone who has been called light skinned and who you know, with some groups is seen as black and African, and other groups being like you're too light to be a part of the crew. Um, you know, I kind of feel for her in the sense that you don't really know where you belong, right? But what I thought was so weird was how she brings up race and how hard she's leaned into race in general and how hard she's leaned into being black now that all of this has kind of come to light and how she's been separating from the royal family that has led to interviews with Oprah, to connections with Tyler Perry, to all of these like really big head honchos um, in the Hollywood space, right? Um and I, I can't quite put my finger on it, but it seems just very weird for me. So, okay, one of the, the notes that I actually wrote down while I was watching it is I, I, ca- I, I cannot imagine the pressure that is on her because so many of, you know, the interviews and just the little snippets of people on the streets and fans, and it's everyone from the U.S. to, you know, yeah. folks in London to, you know, I'm sure uh, uh, people in the Commonwealth, uh, Commonwealth as well. Um, but I do, I did get the sense that like, she quite literally has like the, I wanted to say a word, but I don't want it to come across wrong, but like, feels like the weight of like an entire race or like, you know, like the black community mm-hmm. or black girls. Right. Cause mm-hmm. I think that's like a big 
um, percentage of the people that are like, she has the weight of that on her shoulders. And I do not envy her. That is, I cannot imagine what that pressure feels like. Um, I, I also am, you know, biracial and I also skewed more towards my white side as a, as a kid and never been treated like a Chinese person in my life, um, Mm -hmm. to this day. Um, actually that's not true. One time I was, and it was a positive experience, but, um, yeah, I, I, I do think it's interesting. I think, again, I don't know what that feels like. The thing that, that I took away from that whole segment was she, I don't even think she was thinking about herself in that light. And then it was like thrust upon her on her. Yeah. And I don't know if she really knew how to handle that. Um, yeah. It's hard because I'm not the biggest fan of her and I feel like she looks is very opportunistic, which is not a bad thing, but yeah. was this opportunistic? I don't know. I think to suddenly make that like your whole. Yeah. I think the comment, the comment was jarring because again, it's like you kind of made that She's built a platform around exactly your whole platform. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. You went on Oprah and like part of the biggest dig that you have right now against the Royal family has been Mm -hmm. this racism and the concern around what skin color your son would be. Mm -hmm. Um, Like you've built this whole, once again, narrative right around that. And to hear in a documentary that like you never even identified like basically never really identified with that part of you until you joined the Royal family. It's kind of wild, but also just not to play devil's advocate, but like kind of the other thought that comes across my head is, um, you know, she, what did you expect? Like I knew, you know, I'm, I'm married to a white man, right? I knew marrying someone outside of my culture, outside of my ethnic group, if you will, was going to come with challenges right? Like there are certain things his family won't understand about me, certain things that he's had to get accustomed to with my family. Like we're fucking loud. (laughs) Like we're very like family centric. His family is not like, it's just different, right? Like knowing that you're going into a white family, like there are certain things that are going to come up with that. And especially with a white family, and I know you're probably going to give me shit about this once again, but like a white family that has had a past once again with profiting off of slavery and had a past of like colonization. Like, I don't think you give shit for that. I don't think you give <laughs> shit for that because that's, that's a fact. No, yeah. I think, um, I think the point is that she never thought about herself in that light. Yeah. That's what I think it actually crazy. was. Yeah. I think it's crazy given that like we know now. Yeah. Again, that now her entire platform, yeah. her entire brand is focused on I think, you know, racial equity and stuff like that. So I'm I think that's why it's jarring. Yeah. If we, if she had never made that comment, we would never realize that she was never felt. Like yeah. we would have thought that she always felt yeah. marginalized or whatever it is. And now it's like, yeah. Oh, which again goes back to how fucking authentic is she or inauthentic is she? Like, yeah. I yeah. don't know. I just don't know. Like, I just feel like yeah. she, she's smart again. She's really fucking smart. Yeah. But, it, but, but I, but I did think like on, so that, you know, again, 
it's like she is carrying a lot of that pressure that I don't know if she wanted or felt or was expecting. Yeah, I don't exactly. I've just said I don't think that. Um, And and another thing that I did say, and see, I am being as unbiased or as objective as I can be. Another thing is that the photographers were fucking horrible to her. Like that shit's not fun. But I also think like, and and I wonder if it goes with the whole like, oh, I didn't know he was. Like, what the fuck did you expect? Yeah, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. So yeah, yeah. And then one other thing that I just wanted to say because I know that we're coming up on time. Oh, it's. I have uh, just like the Netflix is just like showing shit and Harry and Megan is coming up mm-hmm. on my TV right now. Um, one other thing that I, that she touched on very briefly was her relationship with her, um, with her niece, Ashley. Mm-hmm. And she blamed the, the institution for not allowing her to invite her niece to her wedding, which yeah. girl. I also didn't even know that that was a story to begin with. So it was fascinating. I felt like the reason they included her was really to talk about how crazy her sister-in-law is. That was, that was the only reason she got brought And then how to crazy create sister is and how great Megan is. How yeah, great well, she is. To, She's my best friend. She takes me on trips. Basically she, I think what happened was, is she didn't realize that people had critical thinking and problem solving skills and could piece things together and make the assumption that the reason why the niece was brought on, because there were no stories publicly about the niece. I didn't even know she had a fucking niece until this documentary. Um, Because she wasn't famous until she was with him. So nobody cared. Well, I think once again, it's the crafted narrative of like, we're being strategic and bringing her on to talk about the craziness of the stepmom or the, the, sorry, the sister-in-law. And then also to build this like, this like store or stepsister, sorry. And to build this story or narrative around, um, look at how crazy she is that she even caused harm to her daughter. Her daughter couldn't be involved and seeing the hurt on the daughter's face Mm -hmm. and the tears so that we start to villainize the stepsister more. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, once again, I, whoever you hired, I, I just, Megan, Megan, my dearest Megan, I know you got a podcast. I know you, you already did this docuseries, but I'm begging you, hire a better team. This was not yeah. strategically done. Like the narrative setting was too harsh. You didn't come off as authentic or genuine. You know, I'm still a fan of yours, but like I can still also be critical of how you don't look great even after this docuseries. Yeah. Just being honest. And, and, so a couple things about, about the niece and then we'll wrap it up. But the first thing being that I actually think it would have been a good publicity move to invite her niece because I'm a, I'm a firm believer in if your whole fucking family is estranged, yeah. there's something wrong. There's something yeah. wrong there. That's yeah. number one. Mm-hmm. And then number two, um, the other thing that I just wanted to to say about this, and I think we've, we've talked about this a little bit like Taylor Swift and stuff. It's always the victim. And I think that that's another problem that I have with her. She's mm-hmm. got that victim mentality where it's, it was the media. I didn't know any better. I, the police wouldn't help me. The firm wouldn't let me invite my, my niece. Um, the decisions I- around everything, you know, the engagement, uh, the, the way she was like mocking the engagement media, um, at the I press think- tour or whatever that they had to do. Like, of course you're going to have to fucking do that. It's going to be scripted. Like, what do you think? Like, yeah. again, it's, it's just, I just feel like there's never any self-reflection and never any like just accountability or ownership of yeah. like, Hey, 
I should have done some research. Maybe I should have Googled my husband. Ha ha ha. She could have made that joke. Yeah. 100%. Right. Like, uh, I it's just like, it's, I, I don't like that whole, like, I just live in this like blissfully ignorant world where we were texting and FaceTiming. And I was just so happy with my penguin because we were going to mate for life. And everybody came after me. Boo hoo hoo. Like, that's my problem with you, Megan. And then you capitalized on it. Oh, which I like, good for you. God. <laughs> good for you but also like just fucking own up to it yeah like I I, I don't like the victim mentality I agree with you on that one I think that they're and this was part of I think the what they did wrong with the narrative setting with this docuseries of constantly putting her in the seat of as you mentioned the poor victim also drawing the parallels I think with Princess Diana Um, oh girl I wasn't really a big fan of that Um, but I can understand why they did it and trying to showcase why, you know, Harry is traumatized by what he's seeing with Megan. I I can understand, but it just wasn't executed well. Um, and I agree with you. I think that there's in order to be more genuine and to come off as authentic and for people to like you, there are certain pieces of accountability. Well, certain pieces of accountability you have to be like, have to have certain pieces of like authenticity that need to come out. You don't need to like you know, also come out at every little criticism and try to rectify it too, right? Like that's what I felt like they were doing with this versus let me actually tell you the story like from me, you know? And um, I think that's where they failed. And you know what? I'm excited still to watch the next. Here's the thing. A lot of people fucking hate them, but like look at the numbers Netflix got. Like that's all you, at the, at the end of the day, it's all about that fucking bottom line. Right. And so the numbers that they got, like, and I'm still going to be on the couch tomorrow watching the next three episodes, you know, damn well. Um, and I hope, you know, we get a little bit of a, of a turn. Things get more exciting. We get some more dirt. Um, but also like, I would like to see authenticity, but seeing the precedent that they set in the first three episodes, I that's going to be the case, but whatever. It's not going to happen. It's not yeah. going to happen. It's going to be more. Apparently there's like more shots of their first dance. Like who fucking cares? Your wedding was four years ago, almost five years ago. Now I don't care. I wanted to see the, the Stella McCartney dress in 2018. We're done. I've seen it. I know it was like pretty chic. Don't need to see it. We know what your we're fucking done. kids look like. And like we're done. <laughs> and on that, um, yes, I will be watching it as well. I'll be adding to their numbers, <laughs> which annoys me, but it is what it is. And you uh, love to we hate will. Them. It's cool. <laughs> no, I love the royal family. Um, and I but have to know, I have to be informed. This is my job. <laughs> um, no, I don't. I just don't respect them. That's what it is. I want to like them again. Um, yeah. But. With that, that's all we have time for today. And we will much. catch you up on uh, yeah. next week on the second three episodes. And hopefully our friendship survives the part two of the docuseries, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Who knows? And with that, Unclear. we'll see you next week. <laughs> see you next week. So there you have it. Thank you so much for joining us again on The Basic in the Brain. Be sure to join us next week for our next spin on intellectualizing our basic bitch interests. 
Be sure to join us and don't forget to like and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Tweet us at Basic and Brain and follow us at The Basic and the Brain on Instagram. Give us feedback. Tell us what you love, what you don't love. Tell us what topics you'd like for us to cover. And we'll talk to you all later. 